Good morning. We are Tim and Michelle Hill with Connect Over Coffee, and this is the Morning Moments Matter Show. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for a <laughs> shot of caffeine, inspiration, and good news. So today's Friday. We're welcoming you to Friday. We are here to start your day off with some fun and celebration because how you start your day is how the rest of your day goes. What are we celebrating today? Today, September 24th, is National Punctuation Day. We had something similar. What was it? Ampersand? Well, it was, yes. From the lowly comma to the flamboyant ampersand, National Punctuation <laughs> Day celebrates <laughs> punctuation that makes our worlds legible and gets our point across. Let's eat grandma or let's eat grandma are two different things. So totally it's, different things. it's very clear that punctuation saves lives. <laughs> yes. Jeff Rubin founded National Punctuation Day in 2004 as a way to promote the correct use of punctuation. <laughs> Every year on this holiday, he created has punctuation challenges and quizzes and games that you can play all over the country. So if you want to go do that, go to National punctuationday.com. It makes it easy. All the grammar Nazis run and everyone else is like, so what? So what? (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) Minding your P's and Q's and dotting your T's and crossing your I's and knowing the difference between a colon and a colon and a semicolon is not always necessary to communicate. While today we take for granted those little dots, slashes, and spaces that turn a string of unintelligible letters into a compelling story ancient cultures had to do without. They had no punctuations. Most early languages were purely verbal, so punctuation really wasn't needed. The earliest known document featuring punctuation is the Misha Steel from 900 BC. The next civilization to start to develop rudimentary punctuation was the Greeks in 200 BC. This is your history lesson on Friday. <laughs> Grammar and English and history all rolled into well, one, into and one that's how day, we're celebrating today. Day. The Greeks previously had written in scriptura continuana, which is an unending string of text unmarred by punctuation marks. People soon started to adapt the system of punctuation created by Aristophanes of Byzantine. <laughs> Byzantium. Yeah, that's what I said. (laughs) There should be some punctuation in there. Phonetics. That's a different day. This included single punctuation marks positioned differently to indicate pauses in the speeches. Like that. Though punctuation had already been adapted by the Greeks, it wasn't until the Bible began to be printed in mass that punctuation spread to other civilizations across the world. Bible printing was widespread between 400 and 800 A.D., So punctuation was necessary so that those who read the text aloud knew where to pause and place emphasis. In the 1400s, a huge shift came when the printing press came along and spurred the need for even more punctuation for all that printing. So here's some fun facts. There's your history lesson. But we've had has not been fun, so let's go to the fun facts. Did you know... Did you know that a question... For those of you on the podcast, you just poked me in the nose. Not very hard, though. It was a gentle, loving poke. Got her. I love it. She tries to make me cry. I try to make her bust out laughing where she can't speak anymore. And she's lost her breath. Breathe. Breathe. Go ahead. (laughs) Give me some fun facts. Did you know that the question mark was once a word? While we today, we end the questions with the simple squiggly with the (laughs) dot at the end. Those who used Latin would write out the word questio to indicate the end 
of a question. That makes sense. Do you know what the number sign hashtag pound sign is called? A lot of people, depending on your generation, call it hashtag pound sign. That's what I would have all called it. It has an official word. Okay. Octothorpe. Octothorpe? That's what it says right there. That sounds like a... Like a... A medical term. (laughs) No, a Marvel villain. (laughs) Octothorpe. (laughs) And Iron Man defeated Octothorpe. Right? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe... Maybe he's shaped, you know, like that. (laughs) Maybe he's a punctuation man. (laughs) He's a punctuation villain. (laughs) I think he shoots things out. Amperstands. He flings amperstands at people. That's a sidekick. The amperstand. Right. Octothorpe and hamperstand. No. (laughs) Hamperstand. (laughs) (laughs) You snorted. Yes. (laughs) Woohoo. Happy Friday. It's a great day. All right. Michelle is out out of pocket here. I will continue on because she can't breathe. (laughs) I think we should just skip my part. (laughs) I can read your part. Because those facts were obviously much more fun. But as you know. Are you done? No. (laughs) Well, keep going. Why are you waiting for me? Because it's fun to watch you laugh. (laughs) Punctuation can change the meaning of almost any sentence as we've demonstrated. A semicolon or an exclamation point convey tone and type words that we typically can't convey without speech. So we're lucky to have punctuation. Use it properly. <laughs> or we'll come after you. That's right. So celebrate that to your heart's content today. Throw punctuation every which way or wherever you're writing. That's right. Fill That's your right. emails. With exclamation points. And Fill your emails with punctuation today. That's right. With octothorps and ampersands. Sands, ampersands. There's got to be a T in it. No, there's no T. T's, T for Tim. <laughs> T for Tennessee. T for ampersand. <laughs> I should never have mentioned it. Here in the U.S., <laughs> just slide right into the next segment. <laughs> We're off the grid. Off-grid solar electricity <laughs> is still pretty uncommon. But around the world, it gives power to 420 million people. That's a lot of people. That's a lot. Did you know that? I did not know. Did you know? Hey, that's my line. (laughs) Since 2017, revenue from the sales of off-grid solar panels has grown over 30% every year. Wow. Particularly in places like Nigeria and Pakistan and Lebanon, where in rural areas, reliable power is not still the norm. But they have a lot of sun. They have a lot of sun. The World Health Organization says... Notable progress has been made on energy access in recent years, with the number of people living without electricity dropping from roughly 840 million from 1 billion in 2016. However, without more sustained and stepped-up actions, 650 million people will still be left without access to electricity by 2030. Nine out of ten of them will be living in sub-Saharan Africa. Wow. We don't think about that in places where electricity is as simple as flicking a switch. Take it for granted. Yes, very much. Very much so. As the first and even the second generations of solar panels are nearing the end of their life cycle, they were originally made to last 25 or 30 years and they're getting to the end of their cycle. Experts are hurrying to try and come up with ways to prevent them from inundating landfills with millions of tons of electronic waste. Decommissioned panels are expected to grow to 6% of the global electronic waste streams. That's substantial. Yes, it is. I'll tell you how substantial in a few (laughs) minutes. (laughs) 
While maybe a decommissioned solar panel won't be good enough for Google or Facebook or Amazon, they are often perfectly fine for meeting the needs of powering a house or a water pump or something small like that. So using them to meet the needs of smaller clients may be an option. Only about 10% of the panels in the US are recycled because recycling the devices is currently much more expensive than just throwing them away. But the materials in solar panels coming offline each year could be worth an estimated $2 billion by 2050. Wow. That's so, right. yes. So a French startup called Rossi, or Rossi, I should have looked up how to pronounce that. R-O-S-I, <laughs> all caps. <laughs> is trying to recapture those valuable materials, especially the silver and silicon, to make recycling the panels more financially viable. About 8 million metric tons of decommissioned solar panels could accumulate globally by 2030. But by 2050, that number could reach 80 million metric tons. That's a huge, in just 20 years, from 8 million to 80 million, that's... Significant. Yeah, exponentially (laughs) big. Yes. So... Those panels could provide a new source of materials that would otherwise need to be mined in the earth somewhere, potentially under unsafe or exploitive working conditions. So making solar a more sustainable piece of the clean energy puzzle is important. And with Biden's recent announcement of goals to increase solar power here in the U.S. dramatically, it's good to see that that kind of research is happening because of the way a technology affects the environment when it's in use isn't the full story. It's going to be really interesting to see if recycling can actually be made feasible because they face some serious struggles like the volatility of the cost of the reusable materials and the volume needed to make it practical and profitable. That's something very important to keep an eye on and see how it goes. I mean, it's an emerging industry. I'm sure like other emerging industries were back when they first started gasoline and cars and things like that. I'm sure they had some of the same arguments about Sure, stuff because like now we have junkyards full of old cars, just like that stuff has a has a life cycle. And when you start, you often forget to look at the end of that life cycle. Right. So we'll keep an eye on that. Okay, you do that. <laughs> <laughs> Today's to-go cup quote is from a national treasure, Dolly Parton. She is a national treasure. If you don't like the road you're walking on, start paving another one. There are a lot of quotes like this, but you know, here's what I like about hers. Paving another road takes time and effort. It's not just like, turn down that highway instead. It's not easy to take the road less traveled. And pave it. To pull another quote in without really using it. (laughs) So today's question is, how do you feel about the road that you're on? And do you need to change it? That's two questions for the price of one. It's a bonus Friday. (laughs) Bonus Friday for you. Today's episode is brought to you by the Morning Moments Matters Box. The box is a super simple way to take the time that you use to brew your morning coffee and turn it into a ritual that will start your day in a positive frame of mind. We like to say it's morning zen in a box. Zen in a box. Great coffee and a ritual that engages your body and your mind and your heart. And to find out more about that, go to connectovercoffee.link backslash MMM. You can find out all the details, all the goodies that come into there for the October box. So check that out. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. We look forward to coffee and conversation with you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So have a great weekend and we'll see you on Monday. Until then, remember that your best day starts this morning. Stay caffeinated, y'all.
I have a shirt are. just like that. No, you don't. I do. No, you don't. I do. <laughs> when I take that one and wear it, it's mine. I mean, it's just like that. <laughs> I'll know if you do. How will you know? Because only your shirts get all scratched up right below the <gasps> neckline. No, they don't. They do. I know they do. <laughs> I have a gruffy, scruffy beard sometimes. Yes, mine don't. You don't have a beard. <laughs> Good thing. <laughs> it took me a while to figure out what, the, what was causing that. Really? How long? Decades. <laughs> hey. What? You're popping your knuckles. You don't let me do that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't not let you do that. Why, you get mad. I don't get mad. He makes noise during the podcast. Well, I'm, this isn't during the podcast. <laughs> That's why I'm doing it now. Get it out of the way. That's right. Get my bones all loosened up and ready to go. All right. You're loosey-goosey. Your shoulder. I'm not sure what it is. I'm not sure what that is either. I don't think it's your shoulder. I don't know what it is. I have extra. Might be your ribs or your collar. I don't know what it is. I have extra. I guess bones. ribs would be a little lower than that. <laughs> I don't know where your ribs come. They come in like that. <laughs> All right. It's today Friday. Uh, yes, thank goodness. <laughs> it's the end of the week. We've made it to another week, and we're alive. I'm alive. <laughs> I'm not doing the jazz hands. No Good jazz morning, hands. we are Tim and Michelle. <laughs> Good morning, we are Good Tim morning. and Michelle. Would you stop it? Every time you speak, I have to stop. I'm just making you laugh. It's not funny. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm going to make you do the editing. No. Jazz hands. <laughs> they had lost my place. They had. <laughs> made you snort. <laughs> you did. How embarrassing. <laughs>